Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Lauren. And this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast in which we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. <laughs> Sorry, oh. you've never said in which before? <laughs> oh, did I just say you in said, which? You're like, this is a theater podcast in which we talk. Oh, <laughs> oh, where like, we oh. talk, where we talk a little, laugh a lot, sure. Here's the thing, it all works. Like, in which was fine, it was just I know. Fancier. Do you know what, though? It's because in which is how I talk in real life. It, I say sure. that. Yeah. But um, I'm just keeping it cash for the pod, oh usually. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, hi Lauren, how are you? Uh, Karen, I've had um, Van Halen stuck in my head for like six days. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with me? Like, it's just, I'll just be going along and out of nowhere, it's like, Panama! It's in my head forever. I don't know what the heck is wrong. Sure. I haven't even been listening to Van Halen that much, it's just happening. Well, and Van Halen hasn't really been relevant for, no. I don't know, a few decades? Decades. So kind of like the show we're going to talk about today. <laughs> what a segue. Sure, is that, that's maybe the... I can't with you. <laughs> that's maybe the challenge is you give a random thing and then I try to How connect it into a it? segue out Sure, of that's sure. gotta be a new That's bit. a fun thing. Great. Sure, I love that for Uh us. No, no, no. I Listen, <laughs> go Van Halen. Go for it. Um, I, I like Van Halen. I think they're great. But sure, like, they're a big-haired 80s band from a time gone by. Just stuck in my head. Sure. Uh, okay, so today, I really wasn't kidding, also a show that has not been no. relevant for a minute... Uh, Lauren, today we're going to continue our quest. Oh boy. For, uh, Christopher Fitzgerald Notice Us. Uh, sure, he has yet to. (laughs) In which, go off, Carrie Butler is still the only one. Yeah, Carrie Butler. Listen, I potentially have an opportunity to see her in December in Beetlejuice. We're trying to still figure out, like, Listen, it's a whole thing right now where for some reason there's no, like, Wednesday matinee, so can we, is there a Wednesday matinee of something else, blah, blah. But if I do, like, I would never stage door. I'm too old, I think, and also I think that's, I don't don't love it. But if I were going to, I would to just be like, hi, I don't know if you, like, remember doing this, like, if it was a fever dream, but I have a podcast and one time you commented and liked some stuff and you're the only one who has ever done it. So thank, oh you, God, thank you so much. Yeah, like, thank you. Thank you so much. Anyway, so Christopher Fitzgerald, Christopher we Fitzgerald. would like you to notice us. So today we're doing another show that he was in, um, it was kind of in kind of the revival-ish version, but we're going to do Finian's Rainbow. Finian's Rainbow. What do you know about Finian's Rainbow? Literally not that much. Sure. I, I, You're like, uh, there's a rainbow. I know there's like some controversy around it. I know there's like I know some of the songs like How Are Things and Guacamole mm-hmm. I think is one of the and that's like a pretty song but sure. um we'll talk about the songs uh, yeah that's it I don't know a lot about the story I don't sounds sure. Irish but sure it, there's some it plays for that it is uh it was written in it Broadway sorry it not written but it was it debuted on Broadway in '47 okay. so it is an old show sure old um but then like existed in that space like a lot of those shows where Broadway in '47. There was an animated film that we'll talk about. What? Um, and then a revival in 55, 60, and 67, which... Okay. Okay. Um, there was a film, and then... Like a live-action film. Correct. Not another animated film. Correct. Okay, and then um, a 2004 off-Broadway run, and then an encore concert and Broadway revival in 2009. That's the one Christopher Fitzgerald was in. Fabulous. And then a West End, an off-West End revival in 2014. This is a lot. It is a lot. I'm going to say for a show that is, and the reason why it potentially hasn't been done in the last 20 years, uh, or not 20, but the last like 10 years-ish, especially in the United States, is it's problematic and we will see why Yeah, it's problematic. Um, I've, I've just heard that it's problematic. I don't really yeah. know the details around the problems. Sure. Um, Race. Sure. I, I did know that that was race like a troubles. Detail. The yeah. racism bits of it. Yeah. So um, there we so go. Let's, let's, let's Sure. Let's get in. Um, so act one, 
The play opens in Rainbow Valley, Mississippi. Great. Yeah. Great. Here's the thing. And if you're from this area, you maybe know that we love to do that where you'll be like, where are you going? Waltucky? Yeah. Like, it's just a thing. Um, so is what we, like, by there you go. <laughs> yep. So, Mississippi, a fictitious blend of Mississippi and Kentucky, in case you sure. could work that out. What? what? Um, is that real? Sure. Uh, it's near Fort Knox, home of a mixture of black and white tobacco sharecroppers. Okay. Sure. Now you maybe know. Here we are. We're just diving right in. I'm yeah. Just, okay. Uh, the local sheriff and Buzz Collins, frontman for local senator Billboard Rockins, demand the locals pay their taxes or else have their land auctioned off. The sharecroppers want to wait for uh, Woody Mahoney, their union leader. Okay. Wait a minute. I. This is like fucking wild that this just happened though. Sure. Uh, you said Woody Mahoney, and I just happened to look behind you at the picture of. The kids in 25th Annual Putnam's County Spelling Bee. And sure. I was like, why does that kid not have a number? Oh, it's because it's Mitch Mahoney. Yeah. That's all I have right now. Mitch so, like, Mahoney. The, the word Mitch Mahoney just, like, and then sure. you said Mahoney, and I was like, where are we? Sure. Uh, that was dumb. I'm so sorry. Tangent over it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, they're waiting for Woody, the union leader. Uh, Woody's mute sister, Susan the Silent, communicates through dancing that Woody will bring the money. So, that is, like, I'm going to tell you. Right. I've seen this. It is very funny because it is, like... She does, like, like interpretive dance, dance kind of. Pantomime kind yeah, of Yeah, kind of. Is that, um, like, a game of charades? Like, what the hell? No, it's just, it's kind of funny. So, okay. anyway, right. um, that he will bring the money while a boy named Henry translates her dance for Collins and the sheriff. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. There's a translator. It's yep. not just, like, what is she doing? Correct. <laughs> um, the sheriff begins the auction, but the sharecrappers refuse to listen and drag him and Collins off to meet Woody in the song This Time of Year. As they leave, an elderly Irishman called Finian McLonergan arrives with his daughter, Sharon. They have come looking for Rainbow Valley, but Sharon misses their home in Ireland, How Are Things in Glockamora, sure. which is one of the more famous songs from the show. I would say, it's, yeah, yeah. P- potentially the. Well, I, I think there's another one, but we'll get to it. Maybe. Um, Finian explains to Sharon that American millionaires convert their wealth into gold and bury it near Fort Knox. Oh, uh, sure, I I don't think that's right. But that's you sure? Right. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Someone call Trump. What's, sure. What's going on, he buddy? He doesn't have gold that he's buried anymore. <laughs> he has no gold. He has it's no money. buried with that dead wife. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Sure. Uh, anyway, he concludes it is in the soil in Fort Knox that makes the U.S. rich and reveals that he has a crock of gold stolen from a leprechaun, which he intends to bury. So there you go. Okay. Woody and the sharecroppers re-enter, and when Woody doesn't have enough money to pay the interest on the taxes, Finian pays the rest. Finian and Sharon are welcomed by the sharecroppers. Sharon explains her father's philosophy of following one's dreams uh, called Look to the Rainbow, which is kind of another well-known. This one coming up is the one I think of. Um, That night, Finian buries the gold and marks the spot only to be met by Og, the leprechaun he stole from. I, what? Okay, sure. so here's the thing. Did not know that there was an, a leprechaun in oh, this Oh, yeah, story. yeah, 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 yeah. So um, how do you cast Og? Is it like... Well, I'm going to tell you, I believe Og was Christopher Fitzgerald. Okay. So, like, I don't think it has to be, like, an actual, like... You're not, like, looking little person. specifically for, like, I think it's Tyrion just, like, a style. more... Okay. Correct. I think it's just more of, like... What's his name? Peter Dinklage. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, a dim- like, a diminutive person. Like, maybe not, like, a six-foot-two person. Someone who is not super tall. But sure. I'll like tell you, actual. in the revival, Woody is played by Cheyenne Jackson... Okay. Who is, like, a large strapping man. Sure, very strapping. Sure, good looking. Handsome. Very handsome. Um, sure. Cheyenne Jackson noticed us. Hello. Like, would love that. Sure. I would do Xanadu again and talk about him. Sure. Um, we, we do Xanadu, like, but just part focus two on, on him. Cheyenne Jackson. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's talk about Cheyenne Jackson's jawline. Here sure. we go. He is okay looking. All right. <laughs> 
So anyway, um, so the they meet Og the Leprechaun without his gold. Og is slowly becoming mortal and needs it back. Oh no! Sharon and Woody come looking for Finian, but are soon distracted by the moonlight and each other and sing "Old Devil Moon." That's oh, the one I think is I the most. I didn't know that that was from this yeah, musical. That's why I'm saying I think that one's that's, the most well known. Yeah, that's I retract I, my guys, statement. Go pause us, but like don't come back. But pause us. Go. They did a cast recording of the revival. Yeah. Go listen to Cheyenne Jackson sing "Old Double Moon," y'all. Yes, it is please. very nice. That sounds great. It I'm is on great. board. Uh, okay. Senator Rockins is bear- is buying up land to fight progressive developers. He is not upset with losing uh, Rainbow Valley until two geologists arrive to tell him gold has been detected in it. He vows to drive Finian and the sharecroppers off. So Senator Rockins is essentially your villain in which he's mm-hmm. just trying to sell the land out from under these people yeah. um, because he doesn't care. He wants to make money. But then as soon as people come and tell him that it's worth there's gold, he like takes a pause. OK, now I have a question. Sure. Um, and maybe this is like reading too much in here. But how does like Og the Leprechaun fit in with like Irish tradition and folklore? Is this like a real thing? Did they do any research on this, or is this sure. just like a cartoon um, of like the no, Irish culture? I think well, leprechauns play a big part in like myths. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think they're like following that to the letter. No. Got it. Other than like pot of gold and all the things we know. Sure. Uh, okay. It feels like a little bit like a stereotype, but like it I is. Don't know. Uh, I think it is. Uh, okay. The next morning, Og meets Sharon and shyly confesses his feelings for her, something sort of grandish. Oh. Sharon is in love with Woody, however, and Finian slyly prevents Woody from leaving for New York by making him suspect that another man is pursuing Sharon. Well, so that's not that much suspect. That's like true. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> the sharecroppers celebrate the unofficial betrothal of Sharon and Woody. If this isn't love. Og arrives and tells Finian he loves Sharon. He also warns Finian not to make wishes near the gold. After three wishes, the gold will vanish forever. So that's the other piece. And that uh, is part of Laura. I believe, yeah, I so. think so. Yeah. Wait, I have a question. Just mm-hmm. so I can get, like, images in my brain sure. of, like, people singing. We have Cheyenne Jackson as Woody. We have Christopher Fitz... Damn, that's hard. Christopher Fitzgerald as Og. Who is Sharon? Sure. Um, in the revival, uh, it was Kate freaking something hold on kate baldwin kate baldwin oh i love kate baldwin great i love that for her okay this Um, is a nice like love triangle it is nice okay sure it's very good fine um sure kate baldwin is lovely yeah she's uh let's see oh no sure and sorry christopher fitzgerald was a replacement but um whatever i'm in my brain it's it's these those three people sure that's fine great okay um back in it so I don't know. Sorry, I made That's you okay. scroll, and then you were like, I don't know. Sure. Uh, after three wishes, the gold will vanish forever. Og enlists the local children to help find his gold, promising to get them anything from a magical catalog. Uh, promising to get them from anything anything from a magical catalog. Something sort of grandish reprise. As the sharecroppers sort the tobacco leaves, Maud, one of their leaders, explains the general unfairness of life to them. Necessity. Sure. Um, sure. And I think, yeah, okay. Senator Rockins arrives informing Finian and the sharecroppers that, by living with black people, they're breaking the law and must leave. Oh. Correct. Outraged at the senator's bigotry, Sharon tells him, I wish to God you were black, while unknowingly standing over the gold. Oh. Oh, no. Sure. No, I see where this is going. I don't like it. Sure, where the problems arise. Oh, no. The senator is transformed into a black man and chased off the property by the sheriff, who is unaware of the transformation. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. Woody brings news to Rainbow Valley that there's gold on their land, and the Shears Robust Shipping Company has offered them all a free charge account. 
Insisting that credit is better than wealth, Woody and Finian tell them to use their new free credit rather than dig the gold. They The group celebrates the great come-and-get-it day. Oh, okay. Sure. Do, do you see? It just okay. becomes problematic as so, we go. here's the thing. It, it sounds like a well-intentioned Well, in 1947. Yeah. Right? They were trying to, like... But, yeah. Sure. In 1947, when it was written, they all they were doing is highlighting sort of racial inequality and like walking. I get it. Yeah. Walking in someone else's shoes. Sure. However, Ooh. it does not age well. Well, okay. here's, here's and that was the, the thing that I just thought about. Yeah. Right. Like you said blackface. And I was like, this is where the blackface is. But my brain immediately went to you have two actors. Right. Why wouldn't that always be the case? What right. The hell. <laughs> like, right. What? Sure. It's not not a great plot point anyway, but like no. to do it in blackface is well, a choice. Worse. Sure. Like. Uh like I said. And oh. this is this is where I like I don't know because I've never seen the revival, but like surely they did just switch they out must actors. They just had two actors. Yeah. Cuz it said I mean just this synopsis says he's transformed. Correct. Not like his skin is dyed. It's like well, he's like a new person and, and that person is black now. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Act 2. Yikes. We begin act 2. The sharecroppers begin unpacking extravagant gifts to themselves from their new accounts. Sharon and Finian celebrate the end of class distinction that comes with wealth. Sure, a little commentary on that. Okay. Uh, when the, and they sing, when the idle poor become the idle rich. Shears and Robust. the most Irish I've ever Sure. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's um, Shears and Robust show up wondering when the gold will be discovered that will pay for the credit. Sure, that's how credit works. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> Woody and Finian explain that there is no need to dig up, dig the gold up since the news had led to a massive investment in their tobacco label. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh. Uh, Buzz and the sheriff, however, accuse Sharon of using witchcraft to turn the senator black. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Correct. Woody orders oh. them off. He and Sharon agree to marry. Old Devil Moon reprise. And Susan the Silent watches them and dances by herself and discovers the hidden gold. Is Susan the Silent the one that the like, did the thing at the beginning? Yes, okay. she's the dancer. Okay, great. She is Woody's sister. Um, and she does a song called Dance of the Hidden Croc. She takes the gold for herself and hides it. Susan? Yeah. Susan! Yeah. Okay. Who um, meanwhile, the still black Senator Rockins is hiding in the woods. <laughs> sure. Oh. He meets Og and explains what happened to him. Og decides what the senator needs is a new inside rather than a new outside. There you go. He uses his own magic to make the senator a nicer person in a song called Fiddle Faddle. That's fine. Okay. Sure. That's in his new persona, Rockins falls in with a group of black gospel singers looking for a fourth man. Whoa. The begat. Um, by chance, they are all going to sing at Woody and Sharon's wedding. Sure, that's a real you know what musical theater loves a contrivance and yeah, that is like one of them for sure that's real contrived yeah Ooh. uh the okay. wedding is interrupted by buzz and the sheriff who have come to arrest sharon for witchcraft the senator tries to defend woody and sharon but as a black man he lacks any authority over the sheriff finian steps in promising sharon can change the senator back he dismisses everyone intending to use the croc to undo her wish but finds the croc gone yeah because susan because Susan stole it. Susan jacked the gold. Sure. Um, Og, now almost human, looks for Sharon to tell her his feelings. He finds Susan instead, but realizes he is also attracted to her. Oh, whoa. All right, Og, listen. Sure. Okay. Well, he's working it out. Here's the thing. Um, I mean, we can't talk about this because we don't need to, but like, a, as a leprechaun, do you feel love? Or as he becomes more human, is that why he's feeling love? Because human love is a human trait? I don't know. I don't know. Sure. Any, I've never met a leprechaun. I don't right. know. Well, okay. I'm just saying. It's just, I'm just saying. It's just a thought. Sure. You know what? 
I love it. Like a good like polyamory was not a thing in the forties, but maybe yep. maybe now it is. Maybe here we go. Well, I don't think it's polyamorous. I think he just he literally because he sings a song. He says he wonders if all human love is so fickle oh. when I'm not near the girl I love. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. Finian finds them and tells them Sharon is in danger. When Og reveals he doesn't have the gold, Finian runs off in despair. Susan knows where the gold is, but can't speak. Sure. Frustrated, Og wishes she could talk, not knowing the gold is under his feet. Oh, my God. Sure. Susan speaks and tells him she loves him. Og realizes there's only one wish left, and he uses it to save Sharon. He cannot be a leprechaun again because the gold is now gone. Sure, the gold's gone. Yep. Uh, he is unsure what to do until Susan kisses him. Deciding being human isn't so bad, Og wishes the senator white again. Oh. I don't like that. Sure. The senator promises to be a better representative to the people, and the sharecroppers welcome Og and the now verbal Susan, if this isn't love reprise. Uh, Finian, however, has lost the croc and his hope of getting rich. Seeing that Sharon and Og have found their dreams, he goes off again in search of his own rainbow, saying maybe there's no pot of gold at the end of it, but there's a beautiful new world under it. The cast tells him goodbye, promising to see him in Glockamora finale. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so, like, to me, it just sounds like a contrived... <laughs> sure. Uh, like, well-intentioned 40s pile of garbage. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, like, in that way, we're 40... Like, shows from this era love to not age well, but they're all, sure. like... Like, we talked about Dolly, which obviously not as old, but, like... That also has not aged well. Sure, but that idea of, like, it's an empowered woman, da-da-da-da, like, the yeah. idea is there. It's just the, like, yeah, the execution is maybe... Execution is bad. Well, and it just doesn't get there, you know? Yeah, the the, the cultural stuff. I Here's the thing. When we do shows like this, I always look for a way to be like, how can we how can we make it better? How can sure. we make it okay? Now, I'm not sure, without rewriting the entire show, that this is going to be okay. Like, sure. the message at its core is a positive one. Right. And the 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 ending is a positive one. But, but the, the middle the execution sure, of the middle is a rough time. It's not good. Uh, uh I mean, yeah. That's kind of sure. tough. Um That's tough. It is tough. Uh I don't know, man. Sure, in which this Wikipedia article loves to say uh, it says although major revivals of the musical have been rare in recent decades, as the musical's treatment of bigotry against blacks in the American South has become dated. Yeah. In 2004, the Irish Repertory Theater staged a well-received off-Broadway production. Um, sure. Uh, so, listen, I, I think it's... There's so many good examples that we have, like, talked about on this podcast and then, like, exist outside of, like, talking about race. And, like, yeah. race in that, like, snapshot of time, which I think is, like, an interesting thing. And yeah. so, if you if you put it in the lens of... 1945 46 47 like probably when it was con- conceived pretty progressive for the time i was th- gonna so, say that like, you know like yeah. we're talking before the 60s civil rights movement so like That's the fact that you have a show that ran on broadway and then had subsequent revivals in 50 55 and i think 60 something yeah 55 60 and 67 it's like well that is pretty progressive that they would do a show yeah. where they're setting up the white villain to gain understanding by like being in their shoes now blackface is bad so that is like a problematic time but like the concept the conceit is there i I feel like um i one of the things that i the plot point that gets me a little bit isn't even like the fact that he turns black yeah which is weird but the fact that instead of 
like learning to be a better person, magic makes him a better person. Sure, where and that's kind of sure where up. Og is like, I'm making you better. Yeah, like, he like didn't learn the that. lesson. Well, he didn't learn the lesson while he was a black man. No, he yeah. didn't. And then he just gets white again and everything. And sure, he's, like happy. Like well, that's sure. the part that's like, oh, well, well you're not wrong. What um, if he was just like learn to be happy in his new skin and like was like, sure. hey, guess what? I'm beautiful. Um, sure. Also, I have a beautiful understanding of the black culture here in the South, which potentially not treated very well at this Correct. time. But, um, yeah. So the interesting thing is we talked a little bit about in the beginning, an animated film adaptation in 1954. They're going to do it as an animated film. Ooh, this sounds, I don't. Yeah. Except hmm. for listen to who was in the cast. Frank Sinatra, what? Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong, David Burns. Like, oh honestly. Oh my God. Really like. Very Big distinct people, people. Yeah. yeah, like distinct voices. Louis um, Armstrong, hello. Sure, um, but because of McCarthyism, they lost the financials. Okay, you know what? I'm not mad about yeah. that. I'm glad that doesn't really exist in the world, because no one needs it. Yeah. Um, sure. What a funny time. Oh, boy. In 1968, there was a film version that did get made with Fred Astaire, Tommy Steele, Petula Clark, and Don Franks. And it was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Wow. Sure. Here's the thing. Fred Astaire, all day long here for it yeah. um sure it was done in 2009 as an encores concert and then it transferred to broadway and that's where christopher fitzgerald was not in the encores but he did debut he did it when it transferred yep yeah. okay um and then all the others mostly the same people um it was sure i mean it did okay um i, think, I guess here's what i'll say i think it's doable i mean in this climate yeah it's hard. Well, they also pitched it in the 2009 as a satire of our economic system is particularly relevant right now, oh, given true. the nation's deep financial woes. So they spun it as like a well, little bit more. In sure. Yeah. Well, they they spun it a little bit more as like this is not a story about race. This is a story about How to economic diversity. Yeah, which that's fair, I yeah. guess. I would say my thing is. Um, it may be doable with like a well-written and concise curtain speech. Yeah. Um, where you like acknowledge that like, Hey, some of the treatment of some of our cultural characters are like not okay. And like, we don't want to diminish history and right. like maybe, right. maybe go that angle. I don't know. I'm not, I don't well, really like curtain speeches myself, like to do them myself. So I don't no, know. I mean, here's the thing. It, it just doesn't, like, we just kind of talked about it. It just doesn't get there. Yeah. So, like, you can have all these things, and it's great, but, like, the story itself just doesn't go far enough to, I think, address those things. Yeah. Um, interestingly, it was nominated for Tony's for Best Revival of a Musical, Best Leading Actress for uh, Kate Baldwin, oh. and then Christopher Fitzgerald was nominated for Best Featured Actor in a Musical. Great. Love that for you, Chris. That's I'm right. I'm just going to start calling him Chris, because that's a hard name to say all at Christopher once. Christopher Fitzgerald. you got to really slow down and, like, enunciate sure. that bad boy. Well, That's so this sure, um, and then it did have an off-Broadway revival in 2016 um, with Ken Jennings as Finian, not Ken Jennings, Jeopardy Ken Jennings, <laughs> but Broadway's Ken Jennings. That's fine. Uh, Melissa Errico, Ryan Silverman, Mark Evans, uh, and just some other randos. But I think the funny thing is because it's 1947, in a way where it kind of doesn't happen as much now. I feel like musicals from that time had more, like, cultural crossover where, like, Old Devil Moon, to me, like, you didn't know it was from the show, no, but you I, knew the song as a standard. As a jazz standard, right. yeah. So, yeah, that's really I, th I think that's kind of fun. Um, 
that did, did happen a lot in yeah. that like time in period. that era. Yeah, yeah man. like there's a few other shows that I can think of where I've like heard a song and I'm like, oh, that's what? from a oh, show. Yeah. Okay, exactly. It makes sense, but like I didn't think about it like that. Sure. Uh, there is a cast recording of the 2009 revival. Uh, I it's very nice to go listen to. Uh, I suggest you go and listen to it. Yeah. But here's the thing: I like this show because I think it's like a fun show, and I think it's it's fun to have like the like magical element but to your point instead of anyone learning anything the lesson is learned via magic magic (laughs) where it's like well you're a bad person and you can't seem to get there poof now you now you're you're not a bad person like so that is problematic and i agree well especially because like it's not that's not an arc that's like and not that every arc has to be it's not an arc that's attainable for like real people correct so like and again not every arc has to be but i think this one is important to like sure. show like sure it, like that they learned a lesson yeah yeah i don't know that's that's my oh old timey shows yeah, you man. jerks Chinese. um no 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 listen uh like i said it's a cute it's a cute show i think with the ability to maybe do a revival of it now but you would have to do that thing where you tweak it enough so that again it's yeah. not being taught that way or whatever and like I said, the blackface is obviously like. Well, and I think I just I can't even imagine people would even consider blackface. I'm sure they wouldn't. I'm sure. It's no, in 2009 actors. they surely yeah. didn't. And it it's in here. A guy comes on. It's fine. Yeah, it's got to be two different people. Um. Okay. Well, I, on a scale of zero pots of gold oh to five pots of gold, what would you give it? I don't know. The music sure. is pretty. This one's hard. Well, music hard. alone, you maybe go like a three or four. Yeah, but I'd like plot and otherwise, I would. I mean, I'd say if you're averaging it out, maybe a two. Like, sure. Just because like the music is nice, but the but the it's not that good. Plot, yeah, it's like what I said. Nice. I didn't say like amazing. Right. Uh, music is like nice-ish. Uh, the plot is kind of bananas <laughs> correct <laughs> i don't know about that um so yeah i think i i think i'll settle on a, a two, two two pots of sure <laughs> i would also live in like a two maybe a two and a half where i've made a wish but it was like a half wish where oh, i was boy. like oh, i wish i had a sandwich sure i would <laughs> something like that <laughs> and i was like oh the, shoot that's the name of this episode i, I wish, wish i had, I had a sandwich, sandwich. <laughs> sure in which i'm just like shoot i've wasted does it's that count as a wish. full wish? Oh, Dang God, it! So uh, no, I listen. I think the music is fun, but to your point, it's like one of the. It's like this show to me is very funny because it did have such a good run. Like when it opened, it had several revivals. It had a film. It had like the laundry list of stuff for it to just be kind of a like mediocre show. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. for it to not be like. I don't know, like a South Pacific or something like that, where you're like, oh my, like Oklahoma, like, oh yeah. my gosh. You're yeah. just like, well, it's nice. Well, and like, if you wanted to really like pick it apart a little bit farther, not that I feel like it needs it, but I mean, one, it does feel like they've appropriated the Irish culture a little bit. Yep. Uh, two, uh, Silent Susan. Sure. It was a weird time. Well, to me, sounds a little bit like she is on the autism spectrum. Oh, and, like, sure. Sure, like, why is she silent? They don't yeah, explore that. and then they just, like, magic her her away. Sure. Like, and then she talks. And, like, that, I think, it just from my perspective as an educator, also a problem. Because when you have someone who is nonverbal, usually it means sure. there's an impairment involved. Well. And that's not funny. But, like, it is, like, that's that was kind of where I went with it. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, do you know what? Using it, magic to erase all of our problems history, is kind of an issue. <laughs> history has always been, American history especially, has always been fascinated by, like, 
well, you know, we like don't say this anymore, but like deaf, dumb, and blind, like, yeah, you know what I mean, like, sure, uh, I mean, well, that's that's where I was going, where I was like, sure, they've already made a musical out of that, yeah. um, but like you look at like a Helen Keller or something like that, where it's just a series of people being fascinated by whatever that is, so that makes to me that makes sense that they would include a character like that, yeah. Um, to your point though, like a rough time still, but because yeah. again. Um, her ailment shouldn't be like wish wave magic, but anyway. Sure. Well, that they saw. To your point, it's a lot of characters learning and solving things via <laughs> via magic, and also there is no like whatever the show to me. The conflict is not built within the characters. Like, there's no romantic conflict, right? Like Woody and Sharon never have to really like overcome yeah. like anything to be together. There's like a little bit of a love triangle. Yeah, but point. like for five seconds, yeah. and then so the weirdly the conflict comes from like the sharecroppers and Senator Rockins, but like yeah. I don't know if that's a compelling two hour show. You know what I mean? I mean, here's the thing: when you're reading the synopsis, I was like trying really hard to focus. Sure, I good job. Did get a little bored. I'm gonna be I, like just a little bit. Um, no, I get it. It's and maybe it's like more compelling to see it because the sure. magic and there's a leprechaun and gold and stuff. I don't know. Uh, I Is mean, I've seen clips. I don't know. If it's more <laughs> about, I mean, I don't know. As always, this show does not support bootlegs, but I bet if you went on the old YouTube's, sure. you could this probably show find something. Doesn't support a bootleg. However, every episode we do, should we, we talk about a bootleg? <laughs> well. <laughs> Oh man! All right, Chris Fitz, notice us, man. Like sure. Chris Fitz, sure you've got real <laughs> casual with I, I'm him. Lazy Sorry, with his name, sure. Christopher right. Fitzgerald. Chris Fitz, please, we want you to notice us. Please notice us. Oh. No, I, I think he. Here's the thing. In a way, where let, I mean to talk about Christopher Fitzgerald, I think this is another great example, and he's nominated for the Tony. Yeah, um, I'm sure another he's great, great example of like a a character. Like, where you're not necessarily, like, honestly, let's be real. Leading men and leading women are bland, usually, in the Sometimes, shows. Yeah. It's hardly ever, they're hardly ever the most exciting character. Oh, it's usually, you? like, like look at Grease. Freaking Sandy's Sandy. the most boring character in the show. You want a Rizzo or a Jan or, like, honestly, any of those girls. Any of them. Um, same thing kind of with Danny. Like, Kaniki is way more interesting. Yeah. Um, you look at a show, we did Oliver. Oliver arguably, like titular but also the least annie the least yeah. like it's these funny things where the leading Ozzy's people are the worst. correct the leading people are like hardly ever the most exciting and i think one of the things that christopher fitzgerald does really well are these like side very deep character pieces yeah in which he's not necessarily leading man but you know same thing in waitress where he plays doggy like yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, see with the sometimes bullet. that's the more compelling for the audience, too. Like, right. the more compelling characters are this pajama game, for example. Yes. Oh, my God. I don't care two farts about the, the two main people. Correct. But I want to know everything about those other people yes. that are on the side. Yeah. No, it's yeah, just, it's that funny thing where Wizard of Oz, Dorothy, oh, a boring, a it's like a boring voice. time. So, like, I don't know. When you look at things like that, I, I just think the, the side people are always... I mean, here's the thing. Now I'm just, I am doing the thing where we just look around my office. But like, you look at Oklahoma. Lori is like a fun heroine, but she is kind of like a sad sack lady. Mm. Ado Annie, way more fun. Oh, yeah. Like, if you had to pick who you wanted to play, Ado Annie potentially has more to do in the show. Absolutely. Like, in terms of like a personality. She's more fun. Sure. Yeah. No offense to my beautiful cast who was in Oklahoma. Sure, they did a great job. Sure. Sorry. Wendy <laughs> was Lori. Lori? Sure. <laughs> so, so sorry. But, oh, buddy. Uh, here's the thing. She did a great job and all that stuff. But I'm just saying, like, in that way, where 
like Curly, also not as exciting as Will. Like Will has gets more Will's to do and gets things. like a flirty time and like he flirts with everybody. You know, Ali Hakim, man. yeah, what Ali Hakim, dude. <laughs> sure. Like I'm just so like in that way. Uh, I just feel like you know the same thing kind of here where I good good on Christopher Fitzgerald for like finding those parts um, and kind of making his career off of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well. I'm going to say... Follow um, us on the internet. Yeah, follow us on the internet. <laughs> Guys, we are on all the socials at DownstageLeftPC. Um, you can email us at DownstageLeftPC at gmail.com. And, of course, find us at DownstageLeftPodcast.com. Um, and send us, like, if there's a show that you would like to hear about where we deep dive it a little bit more or you have a musical Mad Lib you would like to hear, oh, we've got some of that those. coming up. Um, we did get one like email. That we did was, like recent like and we will and we will cover some stuff yep. as soon as like the spooky season is yep. a, like past us. Absolutely, I have plans for spooky season. Absolutely, but thank you for that email. Yep, and we'll we'll um, do more of those. But yeah, and hey guys, apparently this is a thing. Go rate us. Like if oh you God. like the pod, do it. just you can do it on the Spotify or iTunes. I guess I don't know. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, sure, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts. I'm not I an think Apple you user. Can do it on, I mean, you can do it on anything. I, feel I don't like. know. I know Spotify just added the feature like recently ish. Sure, I think right now the two people who have rated us on Spotify are you and me. Correct. Uh, we <laughs> Which, do. I mean, great. Five star rating on Spotify. I know, amazing. People, so like, great. Um, <laughs> do more of that, please, and thank you. Even if you've only listened to like an episode, uh, help please, us out. Like, please help us. Um, because that would be great. And. Uh, Sure, I think, okay, so I think we did it. Uh, I'm gonna say, let's, uh, exit stage left, uh, followed by a leprechaun. Top of the morning. <laughs> yeah.